Hello everybody and welcome back to Founder Friendly. My name is Andrew Taco Zhang and with me is my co-host Sky. Hi, I'm Sky, and with us today are the founders of SBS, Paul Sondi and Jessica Kabatikin. Both are NYU Stern alumni. Paul now works as a product manager at Troops, an enterprise SaaS startup, and Jessica is an associate at ZMC, a tech and media-focused private equity firm. Today, they're going to share with us their experience launching SBS and how it shaped their career paths. Thank you both so much for being with us today. Do you guys want to paint us a picture of the NYU community at the time and what inspired you to begin SBS? Sure. Thanks for, for having both of us. Um, to talk a little bit about kind of why we started SBS in the first place, and this is maybe something that resonates with current students as well. When we were still uh, undergrad students at Stern, uh, I was personally interested in tech. I know CABS is also interested in tech and there were just weren't that many resources for us within Stern. Um, so we looked around at the clubs that existed at the time and kind of figured out that there was a bit of a gap um, and an opportunity to start a new club that would get people interested in technology and startups. Uh, and we found venture capital to be a good intersection between kind of the finance business world and the tech um, community. And that's that's where we started. And you had mentioned previously that that wasn't really an area that a lot of students were looking in, whereas now it's very popular. Um, so over your time at Stern, did you see that shift dramatically? Yeah, I, I think I saw it shift. Uh, we started talking about beginning SVS, I think in sophomore year. So by the time we were seniors, we had seen the membership of the club grow and I know it's grown even more so since. Um, so there was definitely, you know, as jobs on the Wall Street side of things were maybe becoming less and less, and it's obviously a really competitive space, people started looking uh, elsewhere. And that's kind of where we came in. And I think there was a natural shift in progression. Plus, at the same time, these tech companies are just getting bigger and bigger. Um, and startups are a fun, buzzy place for, for young people to work at. Um, and I think those definitely contributed. What do you think, Cabs? I agree. I think VC particularly, a lot more opportunities have come up over the years. You know, there's more small funds, there's more that are looking at you know, specific areas. So there's just more opportunity overall. So if we could bring a little bit of, of education and kind of that community to start, it was something that we were excited about. And I think it's something yeah. we were able to do. Definitely. And the New York City VC community was open with coming to campus and talking to our students as well. Yeah, I mean, it sounds a lot like uh, SBS Today is still very much, you know, we have a lot of VC people coming in to talk with us. Um, and you guys have the, the great honor of being kind of like the first graduating class, if you will. I'm not sure if that's 100% accurate, but, you know, you guys started everything. You guys were the founding members. So I'm so curious about how SBS and creating it kind of shaped skills that really helped where you guys are at today, actually. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I can speak to my experience. So I work at a startup right now. And one of the things that I was looking at when I was evaluating which startups would be a good fit for me were their investors. And at the early stage, there's very few signals that tell you whether or not a startup is going to be a good place to work at and what the trajectory is going to look like. So one of those signals is who the investors are. Another signal is probably who the founders are. And besides that, just the market and the product they're looking to to build and go after. So for me in the current startup that I work at, 
owing that first round capital had led the seed round and for first round is one of the best VCs out there. That was a great signal. Um, and I think it was a huge reason that I joined troops. And that knowledge about first round capital is something that you acquired through SVS and being familiar with the VC landscape. Yeah, definitely meeting other VCs in New York and hearing them talk about which, which firms they thought were the best firms. And you could just look at first round's portfolio and there's crazy logos all over the place. Um, so that was pretty, pretty clear to me. We, we actually started SVS as a team of five. So there, you've just got us too. Um, but something that was really exciting about it was we all had a pretty wide range of backgrounds. I remember making a slide for our ICC pitch that kind of showed who we were, our interests, our background, and where we were headed. And it was very, very broad. Um, so I think that was an interesting perspective too. You know, Sanjana was really involved with Tega NYU and now she's, she's product manager. Um, I ended up in finance and Dylan has been on the tech side too. I think being able to learn from each other has been helpful. Um, and we kind of took each lesson a little bit differently. But to touch on how SBS influenced a little bit of my career path, um, I was a very like standard stern finance and accounting major. Um, and I was, I've always been most comfortable with numbers and quantifying a business looking that way. I think working with the tech community and working with earlier stage investors, hearing what they have to say, you learn a little bit more about what's important when you evaluate a company outside of just, you know, can they turn a profit? And a lot of that is things from product market fit, how much faith do you have in a founder? Um, you know, is there a real vision for the company? So things, things along that line um, have helped me even to this day when I think about investments, what makes a good co company and a good community. Yeah, and I know when I joined SVS, um, the skills and, and the practices that we had in the club were things that I was not being exposed to in my class. And would you say that was also true? Was that like part of the reason why you started it to nourish these skills that you weren't getting in your certain classes? Definitely. Um, I think one thing I've learned just in general is that you are gonna learn most from people rather than you know just reading a textbook. Um, I think having access to the New York community and to founders as well, a lot of that provided the best insight that I've gotten. I know for, as Sky mentioned that, you know, going in, we, like, we weren't getting the same exposure to VC and everything. I know when I joined, I, I didn't know what a seed round was. Um, like I thought, I thought a seed round was literally them planting the idea as if it was a seed. Um, so from then until now, you know, there's, I've learned so much. Um, and a lot of it was because of the people. Um, and so I'm just curious about how you guys engage the NYU community around you. Um, because now I think today SVS has really, really grown. So we are, it's not as difficult, I'd say, to get more members, to get, to get people to come to meetings, but um, getting started and really that, that startup feel of being a club that's new, would love to hear how that was growing and going from there. Sure. Yeah, so we, like Cabs mentioned, there was five of us. So we, between the five of us, had a bunch of different communities that we were tapped into within Stern and the broader NYU ecosystem. And there was definitely a concerted effort from the start to make sure that we were building relationships with other clubs, trying to co-sponsor and do all that sort of marketing so we could expose ourselves to any different type of Stern student, but also NYU student that might be interested. Um, the good thing about SVS is it is a venture capital club, but venture capital encompasses a lot of really cool and interesting companies and sectors. So 
I think we even had events with uh, like a medical society at one point because we were looking at uh, biotech companies and a VC that was interested in that space and focused on that sector. Um, so overall, I think it, the club is a great a great engine for connecting with other people within NYU um, and just you know bring them all under a big tent. Yeah, I mean that. Uh, whole growing and, and being a big tense great. Um, I am curious though, just because uh, when getting started, there's always like growing woes and pains. Um, and I know cabs, for example, did a lot of operations and, and expenses and whatnot, but um, I'm curious if there were other issues that you guys had with just growing and getting started. Um, Cause I think those are always just fun to hear about, um, you know, two, three, four years later. I'll, I'll take that to start. So, I, just the memories that are coming back to me are like we our budgets for the first few meetings were really low I think 50 bucks tops so there was a lot of buying dollar pizza and carrying it to Stern which was never too much fun um, but I think in the beginning because it was a new club and the five co-founders we were involved with other clubs but I don't think at the time we were on the boards or anything so we were really learning kind of as we went as we were holding events and coordinating with speakers and making sure that students are coming to the right room and like all the little stuff that goes into planning an event, uh, which is really core of what you're doing at the beginning when you're trying to build that community. Um, those things were, were challenging for sure. And, you know, people in general just didn't know, to your point earlier, just didn't really know what venture capital was and what it was about. So there's a whole process of education that we kind of had to go through. So as, as Taco mentioned, and as you've said, it, it very much operated like a startup in its early stages. And I think we still look at SBS through like this startup operation because we're always trying to innovate and change and update. Um, and I'm just curious, that early on, did you know how you wanted the club to operate, that it was going to be this breadth of information about of knowledge about VC and technology, or did you kind of learn as you went? And what was that experience like? And how did it, I guess, shift you guys or shape you guys as leaders? I would say when we started, we kind of knew our goal was just to bring a little bit more education to people who were really curious and kind of regardless of, of background. We realized pretty quickly that we needed some kind of structure. <laughs> um, the speakers were good, but after a while, um, it's kind of the same thing. A little bit over and over so the programming evolved from there you could only learn so much from you know a speaker just talking to you i think that there was a foundation realized that may have been missing um the ball can touch on this more but that's what eventually lead led to our kind of founding of the of the venture team and the structure for that we had also started doing a little bit of teachings you know what are these terms what's common what's uncommon what's good for founders what's good for for investors uh, but yeah i think it's something that's definitely evolved over time. Yeah, for sure. I, I think in the beginning, we thought that a speaker series would be all that we needed and bring some cool you know, logos to campus and people will want to come to the events. And that was definitely the case, but I was surprised at how many students just wanted more in terms of learning hard skills and things that they weren't getting necessarily out of their classes. So we did adopt a book called Venture Deals, um, which is a pretty, for anyone who wants to actually be a VC, you have to read that book. Uh, we did adopt that into a workshop curriculum for I think a full semester at one point. Um, and that was pretty effective at giving students more than just, hey, listen to this VC for a half hour and hear them talk about their investments. Um, so that was always a little surprising to me. I think 
in general, Stern kids especially are very obviously pre-professional and career focused. So they want to see, or they want to experience and learn things that will help them once they graduate. And we did have to shift our focus a little bit towards that. And one thing that we were talking about before we started this recording was just the name SVS because we chose such a flexible uh, title for the club. It gave us that ability to go wide and deep wherever we kind of wanted to, um, which I think is probably helpful for you guys now. It's a bit of a branding issue because people probably hear it and don't know what the club is, uh, but it does give you the ability to do a lot. Yeah, thank you Definitely. so much for naming the club Strategic and, and Venture Society. Has... You can, you can go, you I was just going to say, your baby, SBS, has grown a lot since you guys have started it. And you did a phenomenal job. And I'm just curious if after you graduated, if there were any moments in your career where you were thinking, oh, you know, this scale or this tool that I have to use would be something that's good to implement in the SVS curriculum, or I wish I had known that as a college student. Uh, I mentioned to you all before, but something that I actually heard from a speaker that stayed with me um, as I go through my own career is that when you're looking at kind of what you want to do or where you want to be at some point, you might not be able to get there tomorrow, but there are definitely some skills that you can start to build ahead of it, I guess, in terms of how you could incorporate that into SBS curriculum. You can you can identify certain certain skills or the types of people that embody what you want to do eventually and put that into a framework and think what are the steps that I need to take to, to get those skills. So again, for us, a lot of that was really coming down to getting to know people out in the community and just having a framework of technical knowledge but um, it goes in a lot of different ways as well. You know, this particular speaker had mentioned things like being a good writer. A lot of VCs out there want to start blogs, but they don't always have a ton of writing or a ton of content. So being the kind of person that can write well or who can do good research puts you in a really good position to be value additive. Um, so just thinking forward and thinking about where you can start, um, I think is helpful. Yeah, and the one thing that I definitely carried past SVS was just cold reaching out to people and knowing what makes for a good cold email or Twitter DM, whatever it is that will catch someone's attention. And there's a little bit of give and take whenever you're doing that. Um, and I learned that pretty quickly as we tried to get people to come to campus for SVS. And so that's been helpful since I graduated. Do you have any tips for a good cold email? Well, if you're a college student, it'll definitely help because everyone wants to talk to college kids. So I encourage anyone out there listening that's a college student and has someone who's you know in their career that they want to reach out to and learn from, do that now. Don't wait until you're you've uh, graduated. Um, but besides that, I think just in general, when you're approaching someone in a professional context, understanding that you know there's a place that they're coming from, there's a place that you're coming from. And the best relationships to develop are going to start from a mutual understanding of kind of what each person needs out of that. Um, and that could be for a mentor-mentee relationship. That could be for if you're trying to work with someone to start something new. Either way, you want to take into consideration what you're bringing to the table as well as what they're bringing to the table. Yeah, I think just um, throughout, you know, every, I think everyone at Stern is very much career-oriented, right? They want to um, try and coffee chat as many people as they can. Um, and I, I'm just really curious because we are a club that likes to do VC, tech, startup, entrepreneurship. Um, how has that landscape, since you guys have been working there um, for a while, how has that landscape changed since you guys have started? Um, I guess starting with maybe Troops as, as a startup that is going through 
a lot of tech and then maybe going on to just TMT, which is super, super cool as well. Sure. Uh, in terms of enterprise SaaS, it was definitely a very hot space around the time I graduated, and it continues to be a pretty attractive space for VCs to put their investment dollars into. Long story short, the unit economics are just really good compared to other businesses, um, and they're predictable in terms of growth. So I don't know if there's been much change necessarily in the market since I graduated, um, but the space just continues to grow and grow. And being on the inside of it, it is a little weird because it's software companies selling software to companies that are selling software to companies and just on and on and on. Um, so it is, it is kind of insane that, it, you know, this is the, the world that we live in, but, you know, there's a lot of value to be created for other companies that are uh, delivering products to eventually delivering it to a consumer. Yeah, this is um, a very investor response, but when I was in school and when I first graduated, there was a ton of capital to be invested. There was like tons and tons of dry powder and you could get funding for almost any good idea. I think um, there's been a shift in focus from pure growth to a little bit more of sustainability and profitability, which again, on the investor side, I think is positive. Um, that also might raise the standard a little bit for what you need to achieve or what kind of experience you need in order to get funding. Um, I don't know how true that is in actuality, but that's just something I've been hearing. Um, I heard something from one of the founders in this company we invested last year that I thought was interesting. And his view on that dynamic was if your company can be bootstrapped and can self-fund, it means that you have validation of your product market fit because your customers are enabling you to be profitable. I always thought that was interesting. And again, profitability doesn't always need to be the immediate goal, but it's something to think about. It's just how sustainable is a business model. Um, and I think that's something that people are looking at a little a little more closely. Yeah, um, that's, that's awesome. I think definitely something that we're all trying to gain with one, the venture team curriculum that you guys started that we still run today. Um, that, by the way, run, won the best mentorship award last year. Um, so, you know, it's doing well. Um, and we're gonna we're getting close to wrapping up here, but I want to give you guys an opportunity to say whatever you want to freshmen or college students. Advice, you know, use the edu e emails, um, and then on top of that, if you guys want to plug anything, I don't know if you guys want to be writers and blog writers, Twitter handles, anything at all. Um, I just want to let you guys kind of get that out now, right now. Sure, uh, I'll go first. So, advice to college students: uh, just find the thing that you're interested in. It's, it's not really rocket science, but you can find in a sector or a company or a problem that really motivates you and drives you, your working life will be way, 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 way better than if you were just at any random company and doing a job. Um, so that's really the only piece of advice I have to impart and nothing really to plug, but just wanted to thank the other founders as well. So Arsh and Sanjay and Dylan, who aren't on this podcast, but did as much work, if not more, than Cabs and I to get SVS off the ground. This club wouldn't be here without them. So them and our uh, faculty advisor at the time, Jason Greenberg, and some other outside advisors like Kevin Hu, um, who was super helpful throughout the whole process. Yeah, definitely seconding all those people. It, it took a village to get this going. I think my only advice is really echoing what Paul said earlier, never again in your life will you have as much access and time as you do in college. Um, so you should really take advantage of that. I think all the things you said earlier about, you know, cold outreach and kind of having intention when you do it is great. Even if you just want to talk to someone because you think they're interesting, a lot of that will inform 
things you value in a career and what you find interesting. So take advantage. Awesome. Thank you guys so much again, not only for joining us on the podcast today, but for starting SBS and also making the name something interesting and, and fun. Um, I know for us, it, it has literally become a second family, um, not even at Stern, but at NYU, and just having so many people there. So thank you guys for everything. Uh, if you guys want to email us, you can find us at founderfriendlysps.gmail.com. You can email questions if you want to join the podcast or anything at all. We would love to hear from you. I want to extend one more thank you to our awesome guests. And if you, you can find us next week on another episode about BC and SBS and those interactions. But thank you again, and we hope you join us for next week's episode.